You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, Rossi. Hi. How are you? I've been doing good. How about you? How's, how's everything been going for you? Going good. Thank you. You're very welcome. I just want to say welcome back to the show. It's been a while. I know, right? <laughs> well, everyone, I just want to say thank you for thank you for joining us tonight on tonight's podcast episode. I have Rossi McCree, McCree with us again tonight. And as a matter of fact, we're actually going to be doing our top 10 horror movies so I just want to say this has actually been a really good idea that we both had for this. Yes. <laughs> because I kept on me too. I'm excited because I love horror movies. I love the fact that Halloween's just around the corner. And this is actually day three of um our thirty one days of horror. So this is actually pretty cool. Okay, okay, awesome. Yeah, so basically what I do is like in the middle of September, I'll go on ahead and start doing, uh, I end up doing my list for 31 Days of Horror. So, okay. okay. Yeah. So I just want to say it was challenging to do 10 because I kept on trying to cross out as many as I could and trying to fit as many as I could into the list. So it was definitely great. Okay. <laughs> so what, what do you have for your number 10? My number 10 I have is one of my favorites, Poltergeist, the original oh. Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. I can definitely t- can tell you that's exact. that movie is definitely scary, especially for the 1980s. Right, exactly. Uh, what, what draw you into that film? I'm just kind of curious. What did you say? What was that? Uh, I said, what drew you into that film? What was some of your scenes, some favorite oh. scenes that actually stood out for you? The 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 little girl for for once she was really creepy in the the scene where she's trying to sh- tell her mom that there's something in the house so you know how her brother and her are sitting on the floor and she slides yep. across the the kitchen floor just automatically. Oh yeah, especially when okay. she goes, "They're here." And Ex- yes, I have goosebumps just thinking about that scene right now, though. It's like or for real. the. The scene where um, they walk in the kitchen and all the chairs are stacked up on the table. Everything's stacked up. Oh, yeah. I, okay, I know the scene that you're talking about. I still yes. remember that. Yes. That movie just was, as a kid, it was frightening. The Like you said, the ghost at that time, you know, well, the graphics at that time that they had, right. the way they made the ghost look. The fact that they built on top of a cemetery. That was crazy. Right. When you find out, that's what it is. And you don't even know that at all at the beginning of the film. That's what's causing this whole entire thing happening. 
right? So that was actually really fascinating to me as a kid, actually seeing that for the first time and then just being shell-shocked over that. Yes, yes. And, and the, of course, the, the, the iconic scene uh, that everyone's seeing with the little girl, you know, they're here at the, t- you know, the TV screen. Oh, yeah. Whenever it's yes. flickering and everything. <laughs> then that, I'll tell you what, that clown is also cl- creepy in that movie, though, too. Dude, I was just thinking about the clown, the freaking clown and the way the trees looked. Remember how creepy the trees would look? Oh, yeah. I, it, it reminded you of, you know, how you're afraid of the dark and then you peep out the window. Let's say, for instance, you're on yeah, you're like on the very top room and then you see the trees, the tree branches that looks like they're going to come and grab you. Yes. Yes. The shadow, like looking out the window, poor little kid. The little boy was so frightened. Yeah, that was best. But you're right. The clown that definitely, definitely the clown. The cl- one of the the clown was definitely creepy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. I used to be afraid of clowns and everything, but not anymore. But I was horrified with that scene alone with the clown and then also the branches, though, too. No, same here. I was really afraid of people dressed up, you know, um, like even Santa Claus was frightening to me at the mall. You know, um, anybody dressed the clowns frightening to me. I just thought it was creepy. You know, you're you're dressed up in this suit. It was scary to me as a kid. I can definitely, I can definitely see why that would actually be frightening to to a kid, you know. Because yeah. we're not, because our subconscious, we're not used to something like that or anything, you know. So when something like when we see something that's unusual to us as kids, it's gonna wind up giving a very scary vibe to it. Yes, yes, and and the clowns definitely do that for me. Um, I remember going to Great America for the first time and seeing Bugs Bunny and all of them dressed up. Freaked me out. You know what's funny, though? I'm not afraid of when they do that, but mm. whenever it comes down to the actual carnival clown, I'm I'm terrified. I was terrified as a kid. I feel you on that. Absolutely. All because of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is another really good movie, but yes, the clown and it, frightening. Exactly. Yeah, so I get but- you with those types, yes. But uh, is there anything else that actually stood out for you with uh, Poker Dice, though? Yes, at the end, when, well, people already know, but um, when the house disappears. That was crazy. Remember that was something I was not expecting. Go on. Yeah. You weren't expecting that. When they drove off, you think it's over with and it's done with, and all of a sudden the the, the house just disappears. Right. It's like as if the house is come, going with them. Exactly. Yeah, because remember when they got to the motel room? Right. Remember, more stuff happened. It wasn't done with, and they had to get rid of They got rid of the TV. Yes, that that's just a great film. I agree with you on that. Th- that's also, that's a great pick that you Thanks. ended up uh, picking out. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, from, from my number 10, I actually have an 80s movie as well. Okay. And that movie is Fright Night. Fright Night? Yeah. I remember that movie. I, I, I remember hearing of that movie. I don't think I saw it. Now, I saw the remake, and I also saw the... And, of course, I grew up with the 1980s version, but I like both. Both are really good. Really? So the, tell me a little yeah. bit about it. Okay, so basically, picture this. Your next-door neighbor is a vampire. No one believes you. It has kind of like that... Uh, Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf kind of feel to it, and yeah, also okay. a little bit, right? It's especially Rare Window, an Alfred Hitchcock kind of film. Okay, so it has that kind of feel to it. 
So your next door neighbor's a vampire, and you know all that they were doing basically what this uh, kid was doing and his best friend was doing was just looking out the window. And all of a sudden, he sees this guy making out with his girlfriend that he just brought home from the club. And then next thing you know, it he sees the vampire actually sink his teeth into her. So, yeah, it it was really good on how they actually did that. And then, you know, of course, the vampire sees him. It it makes eye contact with him. And he hurries up and ducks down, hoping that the vampire didn't see him. But we already know for a fact that vampire actually saw him. And that horrified look on the kid's face is just something that, you know, made me feel frightened, though, for him. Because of the fact that no one believes him. His own mother thinks he's also batshit crazy. (laughs) And everything. He's like... Our neighbor is not a vampire. Would you stop that shit? And he goes, he's a vampire. I'm trying to protect you. He's a vampire. I'm telling, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. And, of course, she invites the vampire in and everything. Mm-hmm. And it goes in the whole entire realm where his friend starts disappearing. It goes into uh, trying to rescue his friends. And not only that, but you remember the next door neighbor, Marcy, that played on Married with Children? Yep, yep. She's she's in this movie. Is she really? Yeah. Who does she play? She actually plays the love interest of the main character. Okay. And he he's even trying to help her get out of the club where the vampire is at because at that point the vampire is actually following them everywhere they go because they're trying to get away from him and they actually he actually follows them to the club. So it's some nightclub. Uh huh. So. And then there's also this other guy, this older man that he actually looks up to, Van Hel- He's like a Van Helsing kind of character. Okay. Who runs his own vampire show. Okay. And he goes, Mr. Van Helsing, you have to help us. He goes, what are you talking about? I'm just an actor. I'm just making this stuff up. There's, uh, <laughs> you see, there's a, this is not even real. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I love vampire movies. So the fact that I have never seen that, I, I'm going to have to check that out, John. It's really good, it's really the nice. 1980s version. Okay. Now, the 2010 version, though, is good, though, too. They changed okay. a few things up, but from what they changed up is really good. Colin Farrell plays the vampire. Uh, the And a matter of fact, I saw this in 3D because I find 3D movies really overrated sometimes. But, okay. you know, I went with a group of friends, and I actually felt like the ashes, whenever the vampires were actually burning, was actually falling on me in the movie theater because I actually felt like that was actually pretty cool effects. Man, I missed that. I missed that movie. You know what, though? I think it's on Amazon Prime that you can actually watch uh, Fright Night if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, I do, actually. I'm writing it down right now. (laughs) All right. Yes, I am. I'm glad I introduced you. You see, this is why I love Bob doing top 10 lists, because we can actually go from our list and introduce each other to new films that we haven't seen before. Absolutely. And I love old horror films as well. So that's a good one. Okay. Got that one. All right. All right, so what's your number nine? My number nine is Wolf Creek. Oh, I heard about that movie. I haven't seen it. Okay, well, it's a really, I, it's a really good movie. Um, so you have, it takes place in, in the Australian outback. And you have these uh, three 20-year-olds, and they're on this trip to, um, you know, just hanging out. They're on this trip. Anyways... They end up having complications with their car. It breaks down in the middle of the outback, just out in the open, dude. And this guy that they think is a nice guy ends up helping them. What ends up happening is he ends up stalking them. 
oh, wow. and killing them in the most gruesome ways. I think, I believe all three of them died because there's a part of Wolf Creek too. It was the scariest thing. This guy was freaky. And it's also based off of like some actual events that happened in Australia. Really oh, good. Crazy. You really got to check this film out. It was so good. And just, you know, you, you, the way that the film takes place is they have you, you know, get to know the characters to where you're really invested in these characters before the events happen. So you go with them on their trip, you know, the stops that they make, the, the pictures that they're taking, and then this unfolds. And you get to see each character just die, these gruesome deaths. Oh, I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, it is so good. They even have Wolf Creek too. I, I think that was that was good as well, but I really love the first one. So, and that's okay. on, I think that's on Netflix. A Wolf Creek. Okay. Wolf Creek. Yes. Um, okay. I, it came out in '05. I remember hearing about it. I just yeah. never got around to actually watching it. So you would really, I, I think you really like it. It's really good and just it's just sad and just freaky. This guy and he he comes off as a nice guy. You don't suspect anything. You see, that's the that's the people that you have to watch out for. The ones that you actually think that are really <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. And yep. Cheap and wolf's clothing, if you will. There you go. <laughs> but there you go. Very fitting. But yeah, I, I I really have to see this movie. I heard good things about it. Matter of fact, I have a friend that was in that lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know, just geeking out over it. Uh, about five years ago, yeah, he was talking to me about it, and I never got around to seeing it. So, the fact that you saw it and you're geeking out on over it just as much as he is, I'm gonna have to see it because okay, so you have to watch it then. Now, I will. I'll okay. definitely let you know what I think of it. As a matter of fact, I'll have it on a podcast, okay, for you to listen to. Okay. Um, okay. my question though for you with this movie, um, now does the characters have leers? Are they like a b kind of like uh, paint by the numbers kind of? Uh, storytelling, she jump scares, or is it just no, a- it's not jump scares, it's um, dude, it's like you're watching of um, someone sh- a short film, like someone videotaped their vacation. Oh, you know, okay. what I mean? it's, it's kind of right. it looks like that. So, as you watch these kids and they start off on their trip, I mean, you it's like you're looking at camping videos of theirs, or you know, and when they okay. when their car breaks down. And all this happens. I mean, oh man, it, it was just brutal. It was really brutal. But it looks like that. It's like you're on a trip with them. Okay. I'm yeah, definitely going to really have shot. you invested in these characters. And you wonder, I mean, because it, it takes a while to get to, you know, what's going to happen. You know something's going to happen. But it takes a while because they really, like, you go on a trip with these kids. Okay. Yes. Like, like I said, I'm definitely going to check this out. I have it wrote down right here. Okay. So I'm definitely going to do that. And I'm going to do um, Fright Night, just to let you know. Okay. okay. Now, this one's not on my list, but I'm just telling you this. If you have Shudder, check out Summer of 84. I think you're going to like that film. Oh, Summer. I heard about I've never seen it because I don't have Shudder, but I have seen that little picture of Summer of 84. And I always wonder, I wonder if that's good. How is it? It was really good. I I really enjoyed it for like a little small, low-budget film. It was really good. Matter of fact, uh... I actually put it on Twitter because, as a matter of fact, Film on the Rocks, this other podcast that I actually listened to, was the one who brought it to my attention. 
Mm-hmm. And he's the one who also gave me a month free of Shutter at that time, which was very nice of him. Nice. <laughs> so nice. he's like, check out Summer of 84. Let me know what you think. So I tweeted out to him. Next thing you know it, I had the writer for Summer of 84 commenting on it. No way. Yes way. And I didn't even tag him. I didn't do not, none of that stuff. Okay. Well, okay. What is it about, though? Okay. Summer of 84 is about these group of friends. And... Basically, they think their next door neighbor is a killer and, and it's also a cop. So okay. they're investigating the cop and thinking that the cop is a serial killer. Okay. Okay. And none of the parents, of course, believes them and stuff like that. That's kind of like a little Fright Night vibe to it, but okay. not on the supernatural aspect. It's really good. Okay. Okay. I got that written down too. Summer of 84. All right. But what I have for my number nine. It's yeah. old movie. Well, it, this movie's from the 90s. Okay. So, and that is The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. The Frighteners. Yes, I saw that. It's a ghost film, right? Right. It's a ghost film. Michael J. Fox yes. actually plays a paranormal investigator. He sees ghosts. He goes on ahead and gets his ghost friends to do like a poker guys kind of thing to try and hustle people out of money. Okay. Okay. Miss so that that's yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I remember going to the movie theaters in Boston to see this movie. Yeah, and I love Michael J. Fox. I love his movies. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Michael J. Fox in a horror film, check. Poker <laughs> dice, check. Horror movie, check. I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm gonna go see this. I was like, maybe eleven, maybe twelve years old, I think at the time. Okay, but. The cool thing about this film is, okay, it starts off really dark and kind of has has this dark humor to it where Michael J. Fox is this one guy who can see ghosts, but he's using two two of the ghosts to hustle off of people so that way he can make money off of them. Okay. And the funny thing is he's kind of like Ghostbusters, but he's only one person. So he's like, yeah, he just starts checking around, doing the little... Uh, volt meter thing, you know, he, you know, to check and see if there's any paranormal activity going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think the ghosts are gone and everything. I don't see anything unusual here. Um, and he ends up doing something to make it look like that he's actually gotten rid of the ghost, but he really didn't, because you can actually see from his perspective that the ghosts are still there because okay. his friends. And huh. so the next, uh, so anyways, the woman winds up calling him again. Because the, the his friends winds up going back over to the house to uh, scare her again. Wow. Michael J. But Fox. then there's... Yeah. And then on top of that, there's actually this other demon that's coming after him that wants to kill everybody. So there is a real ghost that wants to kill people. They, as a matter of fact, Michael J. Fox can actually see the carvings on their head on their forehead, on uh, the number, uh, because the the ghost actually has a number for them. Okay. So it's kind of like death uh, taking uh, certain characters away, but it's not death. It's actually a serial... I'm not going to give you the plot. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to give it. But it's really good. The humor is really good in this film. Uh, you know the guy who plays on Full Metal Jacket, the drill sergeant? Yes. He's in this movie as yes. a ghost. Yeah, really? Yes, He's a ghost? He yep, yep. Dude. Okay. So, I remember when it came out, and I, I, it, I mean, obviously it's been years and years ago, but I remember thinking, Michael J. Fox in a ghost film? 
because you know that was odd you know you wouldn't expect to see him in a ghost film so it sounds really interesting though right because normally in the 90s we always saw him in chick flick movies yep some comedies a little bit of drama but not so much a lot of but a horror movie yeah exactly exactly and I think that's also what made me want to check it out, though, too. Well, yeah, Michael J. Fox in a in a in a in a ghost film, absolutely. So, that's my number nine. Oh. I think that you would actually like that film. I don't know where it's streaming at right now, but that's actually my number nine. Okay, all right. My number eight is Saw. I mean, oh, I love Saw. Exactly. I mean, that's I've seen them all, and me too. I. Love that premise. The dude just wakes up, chained up, and each person dies a gruesome death through this game that they have to figure out how to get out. Right. And each person also has something that they're hiding. Exactly. Each person has something that they're hiding. And I just remember why I've seen it so many times, that first one. I love that premise of a movie. It was great. I did too. It was really. It was, great. and it was clever. And the, 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 the doll thing on the tricycle. How creepy was that? That was really creepy. That James was... Wan did a really good job with that. Absolutely, I love the Saw films. I do too. And some people are saying, "Well, I don't like the Saw films because of how gory they are." But think, and this, and then I remember when. Uh, Every Halloween, there used to be another Saw movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, think of it like this. Think of it as a jigsaw puzzle that we're all trying to solve. Yep. This jigsaw puzzle. Yep. And every Halloween, we get to have further and further along with what this puzzle's about. Exactly. And as far as gore, I mean, I'm, I love gore. So, you know, the bloodier, the better for me. I, I just right. love a really good, gory, scary film. And that's what I loved about Saw because it was gory. And just like I said, the premise, these people who have these, you know, they're not all the best people that when we find no. out, you know, they've done something for them to be there. But you still like, you kind of want them to make them. it out. You know what I mean? But you can't wait to see the trap go off. Right, exactly. You and know? then also too, right. And it's a one room premise though. That's actually a cool thing though too. What the say that again? It's, in, it's a one room premise. In other words, yes. it's just sitting in one room. Yep. So yes. Go on ahead. Keep keep talking. I I, I want to hear more of what uh-huh. you think. And then after that I'll give you my thoughts. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think more about the, the other traps that they well, I guess the other ones that they had because after the first one's over with, you don't really think that there's going to be another one. And then when another one comes out and you get that one, you're like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. That uh, this the, this part, two is even better than the first one, because you think that it would get old with the games and, and the traps and all that. And it doesn't. And I just absolutely love the traps. I love them. I'd I be excited too. when you, when they reveal one and you they have they figure out, you know, oh, gosh, if we do this, this is what's going to happen. It, it's awesome. It really is. It really is awesome. And not only that, but let's, I want to backtrack a little bit with the gore part. You see, I like gore as long as it's for the movie plot, as long as it's set up plot, but for gore, for the sake of having gore, I'm not really, yes, I'm not really a fan of, but with this, but with this though, 
you need it. You actually needed it for this. Absolutely. To amplify the story. Because, I mean, when the... <laughs> You know, the guy that's chained up and, you know, he's he's sitting there thinking, you know, am I going to cut my, you know, cut my foot off? Am I going to, you know, so I can get out of this chain? You have to have gore for that. Right. You have to, but I, it has to make sense. Exactly. Yes. And I like the part. Another thing, though, that separates this one from all the others was the fact that, you know, it's a rum room setting. Not only that, but you also have. A body laying on the floor. You don't know what happened to that person yep. that's laying on the floor. It's like, oh, God, did he not get out, too? What's going <laughs> yeah. on with that? So yes. I love that. Yes. And then the traps. My favorite trap would have to be the part where I think that one of the detectives, she's on the trap, and then all of a sudden it rips her rib cage open. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Or the one where I think the guy has the thing around his neck. He has this thing oh. around his neck, and I think it doesn't it. Yeah, I think it doesn't it decapitate him or something. Yeah, I think yeah, it does. He has this strap around his neck, and he can't get it freaking off. Yeah, that's it. It yes. decapitates. Yep. Yes, yes, that w- that was one of my favorite ones. The only thing I wish that they wouldn't have done was kill off John Kramer. I wish they would have let him live to like the third film. Yep. Me too. Me too. Um. What do you think about, um, you know, you've seen the, the advertisements for the new one that's coming up. Yes. Okay. Yes. With, with Chris Rock. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this new way of storytelling. This yeah. is something different. Yep. And another thing that I would like to see Samuel L. Jackson said, motherfucker, do you want me to, do you want to play a game? It, right. <laughs> I wanted, that's good. That's good. Man. That's what I wanted. I, I wanted Samuel Jackson to use that line so bad. As a matter of fact, in the trailer, I'm like, I'm disappointed. One of my friends said, Why? I said, Because why? You didn't like the trailer? I said, I liked it, but kind of felt let down. Why? Because because I didn't hear one single mother effer bomb that Samuel Jackson dropped. I wanted him to say, Motherfucker, you want to play a game? Wouldn't, he did not say that. Wouldn't that be great for the advertisement? Right? Yes. That would have been perfect. Yes, it would have been. For like a Red Band trailer for YouTube. It would have been perfect. Good idea, John. I like that. I like that. You know, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> side note, um, you know the, the oh gosh, the movie Escape Room. Oh, I liked Escape Room. Okay. That, I, it, that's like, like a saw, you know. I right. really enjoy that, and I hope that there's another one that's coming out. But I love those type of movies. They, I, I love how they're, you know, using that take on scary films, horror films, you know, suspense, psychological. I agree. Yeah. And you know, uh, one thing, okay, I'm a hit and miss with Bloomhouse. Okay. Per se. But one thing I can respect about Bloomhouse is they're not afraid to take a chance on something different. It may not look good from screen, but from the paper, it looks fantastic. Yes. But from paper to screen, not so much. But I can give them credit where credit is due. I enjoy their movies. And, you know, as far as them doing something different, I remember watching it's They have a movie on uh, Hulu. And, um, oh, my gosh, it's about this woman who's actually a character on Archer. She does a voice on Archer. And she has okay. this little, she, she wants to have kids and she can't, so she gets a dog and she gets this little, little bitty, like, um, this little bitty dog, just as cute as ever. It's at the pound. Someone dropped it off on the side of the road. Come to find out this dog 
feeds off of your emotions. Oh, so shit. when a woman's upset about something, the dog kills the person. And it's gruesome. But they don't show you at first the dog killing, but you know that it's a dog. It's the weirdest movie that they've ever come with, come up with. I don't know. I've seen one stranger movie that my friend Ace made me watch. <laughs> and that's The Greener Grass. Do not watch that movie. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm just going to say like this, it's different. Okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, the best way to describe it is, is a spoof movie about soccer moms. Okay. And making fun of soccer moms. Okay. But he, but he, he was just joking around with me and everything. He got on Twitter whenever I said, do not watch greener, uh, the greener grass. greener grass. And he goes, man, I will fight you. That is the greatest movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> Greener grass. I'm writing that down too. Yeah. That's not, it's not that great. Vivarium, though, with Jesse Eisenberg was really good, though. Okay. Okay. Which I did a review for that and the Greener Grass with Ace. As a matter of fact, that's actually on the audio podcast as well and also on YouTube. Okay. So you can check out those. Okay. But, but yeah, Vivarium is really good. It's definitely different, but Jesse Eisenberg in a horror film, mm-hmm. it, it, he landed it very well. Okay, okay. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I just want you to watch it for yourself and let me know what you think. Okay, I'll watch it this weekend. I'll definitely watch it this weekend. Okay, great ideas. Thank you, John. Dang, every time. You're welcome. Every time. You're welcome, anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see, for my number eight, I actually have a movie that came out in 04 or 05. This came out during my high school days. (laughs) Okay. And that movie is with Snoop Dogg. It's called Bones. Oh, I love Bones. Yes. Bones was one of my favorite movies. As a matter of fact, a girl I was dating at one time in high school, I made her watch that movie. She bought it on DVD the next day because she liked it so much. It was really good. I I, I didn't think it would be that good, to be honest with you. And watching it, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's yes. It felt like a straight-to-DVD kind of movie because it hasn't been advertised or anything like that. And I did buy this at Walmart without even thinking about it. I was like, it has Snoop Dogg in it. I love his music. I love hip-hop. I'm <laughs> right? And, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give him a shot. I'm going to give him a shot at a horror film. And it is really good. The writing in it is very good. The originality behind it is very good. It does have a lower budget kind of feel to the film, especially when you look at the dialogue and the blood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And everything. But like I said, that's not blood for the sake of having blood. That was blood that was actually needed to actually have the effect for it, for the character. He did a good job. I really did. I really think he did a really good job. Yeah. And for everybody that don't know what Bones is about, it's about this, uh, would you say he's a pimp or would you say he was a gangster or how would you actually describe would, Snoop Dogg's character? I would describe him as a pimp. This, okay. this gangster pimp. Okay. Right. In the 1970s. And, you know, he was the king during that time in the 1970s in this city. Yes. In this town. And everybody went to him. And so anyways, greed, I think, got the best of him because people didn't really care for him after after that they didn't really respect him so they winded up 
killing him and then burying him inside his house. And next thing you know it, these kids decide that they're going to try and make a nightclub out of the house and use the bones as a way to actually draw people into that house. Yeah. And it's really good. Yes, it is. They can't, it, it goes all out with everything. If you're looking for a good horror film, I strongly recommend Bones. I think everyone would like it. I think they should definitely pick it up, watch it. I mean, I think you can you can get it anywhere. It's an old film, but I think everyone would be surprised how well Snoop did in, in his first horror film. He did really good. I think so. Yeah. He took it serious. That's one thing I can say about Snoop. He actually took that role serious and yes, he did, did his damnedest to make it good. Yes. I was happy. I was very pleased with it. Yeah, I think I, we watched it like twice. Oh, wow. For me, yeah. it was like over 10 times. <laughs> but <laughs> you remember the part where he actually goes into uh, the pool hall and he actually has his other guy's head and the guy's still talking? No, I don't remember and everything. Yeah, he actually goes in the pool hall. He actually has the guy's head cut off. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen this movie in ages, but that scene for some reason just stood out in my he- head. Because this other guy that's supposed to be his best friend from the 1970s is actually banging this one girl on the pool table. And he just cuts off the guy's head and goes over to the next person he was going to kill with a per- that person's head. And that person is talking. So that deserved a rewatch, John. Yeah. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to I wouldn't mind yeah. I wouldn't mind doing a revisit for that one. That was a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that you're bringing up certain scenes, I don't remember that scene. But yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely watch it again. It was that good. It was, it was definitely it that good. It would be all new to me again. So yes, that was a good one. That's a good one. All right. I have you added Thanks. that. All okay. right. So what do you have? Okay. Number seven? Yeah. Number seven is Paranormal Activity. You see... Okay, go on, go on and okay, tell me so what you think about that. The reason why I like Paranormal Activity is because I love spiritual haunting films. But this one, I wasn't expecting what I saw because I thought it was real. It was so real. So you have these people, this, this couple with, I think, two little girls in the first one. And they move into this house and strange things start happening. Doors opening, this, this, um, they hear this walking downstairs at night and as the movie progresses you start seeing that their house is haunted and it is the freakiest thing because it looks so real you don't see you know what I mean you get what I mean it it was was frightening to me it was really scary to me I really enjoyed that um aspect of the camera you know okay so you like the uh found footage type yes the film footage type I, I love that. It made it more real and scarier for me. I really enjoyed see, the way that they did that. You see, I'm actually the opposite when it comes down to that. Like, I remember going to the movie theaters, right? Mm-hmm. And I had my uh, my popcorn and my soda, <laughs> and I fell asleep. For did five you minutes. really? Yeah, <laughs> the usher actually had to wake me up. Wow. Yeah, the usher goes. Sir, it's time to wake up. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm watching the movie. He goes, what movie? The movie is over. I'm like, really? I don't get that. Even my husband even says that. He doesn't get why I like the film. He 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 thought it was boring. He didn't even think it was a scary <laughs> film. I love those type of films. I loved it. I couldn't wait for the second one to come out. 
And I watched the second one. I was very disappointed with the third one. I thought they that it was ridiculous. There shouldn't have been. But I'm sorry. The first two, man. You see, I felt like I was doing home security watching <laughs> watching these people. That's what I felt like <laughs> from my own experience. But, you know, I'm glad that you love that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yes, John. You know, it just goes to show all film is subjective, you know? Yes. And what may work for you may not work for me. And yes. I respect people that are rooting for their favorite films to actually have sequels and stuff like that. And, you know, I may not like Paranormal Activity, but, you know, it's I, I love hearing other people enjoy those movies. Oh, I loved it. I, I'm telling you, I loved it. I, I'll probably watch it again. You see, I did take someone that I was seeing to see the Mark ones. Okay. And I had to actually leave the theater because she was getting scared. She's like, can you take me home? I'm like, <laughs> are you for real? <laughs> 45 minutes and she couldn't have stay long she was done well let's see 45 minutes I was I drove to um (laughs) is where our big theater is so I drove 45 minutes not even counting how many minutes I took Mm. her uh, to pick her up and everything and she wanted to leave and I'm Mm. like and I was getting into it I was actually getting into this one (laughs) a little bit and yeah, it's just like, can we leave? I'm getting scared. She's actually shaking and stuff like that. And I looked at her. I said, and you didn't get scared all the other ones that you watched? Well, I watched them at home. I didn't think it was going to affect me this bad. This Shoot. bad. Yeah. I, I said, and I was like, all I could think was uh, surround sound, dark lights. The sound effects is amplified even more. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get scared the hell out. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have seen it in the theater. I wish I would have. I saw it at home and, you know, and it still scared me. I had the lights out. It was dark. (laughs) It was freaky seeing the things move. I was jumping. I never jump really during scary movies. It had me. So, yeah, there's my number seven. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I I really am. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So this is my other thing that I have. And this is number seven. This came out in 2017. So it's a little bit newer. Okay. And that movie is Don't Breathe. Okay. Okay. I I, I remember that movie. Okay. Did you ever see it or no? I did not get past the first five minutes. I didn't really care for it. Really? Yeah, I really didn't. (laughs) You know how I felt with Paranormal. (laughs) See? I, I didn't even finish it. I lasted five minutes and yeah, and that's the one about the um, isn't that the one about the kids in the house with the the guy that's blind? Yeah, he's okay. a retired naval Navy SEAL. Okay, uh, veteran. Yeah, and you should tell us about it, John. Okay, so I went to see this movie, and I think the reason why I liked it even more was because these other two girls that was in the back of me were over there. They they were afraid to even breathe. I kid you not. They're over there hunched up. Like with one another and everything, they were even scared to move mm-hmm. and everything because they thought this blind guy was going to take them out. But, wow. um, but what I loved about this film was the originality behind it. It was a low budget film, and also too, it has w- my favorite actor in it playing the blind guy. Okay, as well. So you know, I, all three of those were my checkpoints. Okay, Stephen Lane is one of my favorite actors. Okay, and. You know, I like the premise of these kids breaking into this guy's house, right? 
And, you know, hmm. as soon as he hears a noise, all of a sudden he starts bo- uh, boarding up the house. He starts boarding them up with him, with, uh, with him inside the house. It's like, okay, you're going to break into my house? You're stuck in here with me now. You're in my neighborhood now. Okay. And then uh, the, the camera angles is what got me, though, too. Because as you see one character going into one area, you see Stephen Lang running full force towards another character. Okay. And everything. So uh, the camera angles were laid out really well for that part of that film. Then also, too, uh, when you think that the, this one character is actually going to get out of the house and everything, the, mur- the murder scene that he actually does in that scene is just ridiculous and then in the basement and everything too the girl can't see or anything like that her pupils are actually dilated and everything so she actually has to try and feel herself away around there and everything but Stephen Lane knows his way around the house because of course it's his house but he's also blind but there's actually one scene that actually took me out of it and it's turned into something different than what I expected but other than that it was actually good for what it was you know, oh, okay, so maybe I maybe I left too soon. Yeah, because like I said, I, it, it's a, it is a slow build. So okay. if you're expecting something to happen right away and everything, it's not going to happen right away. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, the very beginning, you see him drag the girl out of the out of the house, and then it uh, rewinds itself over for a couple of hours later, a couple of days la- uh, earlier. I mean, okay, but you know. Give it another chance because I think that you're going to end up enjoying it. I definitely will. If not, if not, it's not for you or anything like that. And I can, and I'll also, and of course, I respect that. I will de- no, so. I'll definitely try. Maybe I left too early. Don't breathe. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. That sounds okay. actually really good. It really does. Okay. So for oh. my number six, and don't even laugh. Okay. Okay. So I really love the others. What Nicole? Oh, I like that movie. Okay. That movie, just, you know, how it ends, of course, but that movie was really good. Um, the, the, the little girl, when she, the, the famous scene, you know, when she's uh, playing with the, the doll and it ends up being the old lady. Oh, yeah. Remember that that part really got me. Yeah. The fact that she keeps telling them about George. So you you think that the little girl is seeing a ghost, not realizing they're a ghost. Dude, exactly. That was, I've seen it so many times. I had to go and buy it. I really love that movie. That was a great movie, beginning to end. You don't know what's going on. Right. And not only that, but I actually have the DVD. And yes. the DVD has like a two-part DVD. That's for special I have. features. Yes. Okay. Awesome. And you know they're rebooting this movie, right? No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They they really are rebooting it. Why? Why would you? Re- I, I mean, don't you think some of these movies they're rebooting is just too soon? Well, this one's been out for a while. Yeah. But, but my only question is this, though. I mean, this movie takes place during civil the World War One, right? Yes, it does. So. My question is this. How do you do that 
and trying to modernize something that was actually part of the World War One kind of kind of era. Do you go into World War Two? Where do you go with it to make it more modernized yeah, and everything? I, I just don't see it working. I don't either. I think with that movie, I just think you leave something like that alone. There's no need to reboot it. It was perfectly done. I just think some reboots don't need to happen. Leave it alone. Right. Just leave it alone. I agree with you because that plot twist at the end, you have no idea that's actually a living person that's doing it with the blinds and no wonder why this these, this family has an allergic reaction yes. to the light. Yes. It's it was just it was just brilliant. I mean, it, it when you figure out the twist and you realize what's going on and George is the real person and the right. children were killed by their mother. It was, it right. was great. It was just a great, and the, and the people that came to work for her were there to help them realize who they were. They knew the whole time. Right. And yeah. that's actually something that was actually phenomenal. And I don't think you can get that kind of metric again exactly. with a reboot. Yes, that's, you know? that's what I'm saying. Some, you just, you just leave them alone. You know, um, I'm and I'm going to tell you this is not like I'm not going to watch it, it with the reboot. I definitely want to see it to compare. But the, the the other one, the original, it was just really good. Right. Nicole Kitman did a great job. She did. She definitely brought her a game to that. She film. Really not saying did. that she never does. But yeah. Yeah. So that was my number six pick. OK, so my number six is actually a 2018 film. And that is A Quiet Place. Okay, yep. A Quiet Place. Absolutely. What did you think of this film? Did you like it? or? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't finish it. It was okay. another one of those where... Okay, as far as I got was um, where they're walking and the little boy gets snatched. Okay, so pretty much... That's where I left off at. <laughs> I mean, okay, I need, so you, you know. Okay, so... I'll tell you what worked for me in this film. And it's also another movie-going experience that I had with the audience, which actually <laughs> amplifies my viewing experience even more. Okay. <laughs> because I like... Uh, here's the thing. I'm, a, I'm the type of person that will actually look to the side just to see what the experience that other people are having, because I like yeah. to actually see their expressions. Okay. But, you know, I, and seeing their reactions, you know, made me smile a little bit, because I like the fact that they're actually enjoying the film. Okay. But... <laughs> then I'll just go about my business. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, um, what I liked about this film was you have an alien invasion. This family is trying to survive this apocalyptic kind of place with this alien invasion. The girl really can't hear in real life. They actually did get a daughter, the girl who couldn't even hear. Oh, okay. So that that was actually pretty cool. Uh, not cool that she's deaf, but I mean, just cool. No, that they, absolutely. They actually, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, <laughs> <It can't win. laughs> right. But I just thought that was cool, though, because they actually picked the character that yes. was right for that for that actress. Yeah. For that little definitely. girl. I, I get you. And and another thing, too, is, yes, there's not that much dialogue in it. But it goes to show you how much acting you can actually do with no dialogue, especially okay. the way that they actually look at each other. Okay. Like, oh, like, oh shit, I just made too much noise. We're going to be dead and everything. And then 
the what the the wife is also pregnant. Okay. Too. Like uh, after that scene that you saw, yeah, it goes into a year later or something, something like that, and she's actually pregnant. Okay, what? I don't know why though. Why is she pregnant? Or well, no, because I mean, if she's pregnant, it's called quite. So we'll go ahead because I'm I'm wondering how that works out. <clears throat> okay, okay, that's what my question was when I was first seeing this movie. I'm like, okay. You know that <laughs> you have these beings that's out there, right? <laughs> why would you do that? That was my. That was my. This is how I was doing it. I was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> and then, and then, on top of that, it's like this: the husband actually has everything planned out. He has a soundproof uh, basement and everything too. Not only in that. But they actually have a place to where they can actually put the baby in this little small uh, box kind of thing, soundproof, and also has oxygen to it. Okay. Where the baby can actually have oxygen. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So you actually thought this shit out. I'm like, okay. So we're good. Okay. So we, okay. So that makes sense. All right. Right. So you have that aspect. And then the part where she's actually is in labor. Yeah was just horrifying because you didn't know if these alien beings was actually going to go after her or Mm. not that was that struggle there okay and then also then also too she's pregnant going down the basement she actually accidentally steps on a nail oh wow Mm. yeah Mm. so it's horrifying i really have to say a quiet place part one is definitely a good movie now as for the ending and execution and execution of the of the first film and everything. It is sad <clears throat> at the end of it. Okay. But I understood what they were going for. I understood the purpose of why they ended it the way they ended it. And I don't want to go into spoilers. In yeah, because I might watch it. I might watch it. Yeah. But yeah, my my first initial reaction is this. Why would you do that? <laughs> 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 I know, because I mean, yeah, I, I would have been like, what? Why did you get her pregnant? You know, y'all got to be quiet. Right. You know, what I want to know is how do they do it? And was able to be quiet. That's what I want to know. Right. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. How to hell. Exactly. Yeah. Thank like, you for bringing it up. So I was thinking that too. Like how, you know, how we do that. Maybe it's a not so quiet place. Maybe. I don't maybe. Know. But John, there's a part two coming out or is it already out? It's coming out. They actually had a, hold back the release date. It was supposed to come out I think in March and they actually had a hold back the release date because of this COVID mess that's going okay. around. Okay, so there is a part two. Now in the, in, yep. when it ends, does it make sense that there's a part two? To be honest with you, the way it ends, it actually opens up for a sequel. The okay. way they ended it. Okay. So it, so it definitely does. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to watch that then. I'm going to have to watch that, but just just to okay. see what what, you, what you're telling me about, and I have to watch it. Plus, I'm pretty curious about how you say it ends. Right, because I'm going to tell you, it is a tearjerker at the end, and most people didn't like the ending. But I'm like, it actually, you actually have to understand it from that person's perspective on what he was actually trying to do for his kids. Okay, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay, all right. Say no more. Say no more. Okay. okay. All right. So. Let's go with your number five. Number five. Okay, number five is a classic, and I think this is everyone's favorite, which is Carrie, the original Carrie. Oh, nice. I loved Carrie. 
that was so good. This girl, she goes to school. She's not the most popular girl, not popular at all. The kids torment her and come to find out she has these powers to think it and it happens, right? Right. She thinks it and it happens. And that, that was just a good movie, man. That was just a really good movie when she's on her vengeance and she's, you know, after the prom, of course, everyone, you know, and, and of course the famous, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going right. to, I think that was in my head for weeks, dude. Every time I think about that, <laughs> that just, you know, it, it's, it's in my head, but you know, after the, the pig blood on her at the prom, which was so dirty and how she closed those damn gym doors and killed everyone inside and then left and just just people burning i mean john travolta just it was great it was really good i enjoyed carrie that was really scary i really love carrie i love stephen king yeah in general yes <clears throat> and i saw the remake and i also saw carrie but i saw the carrie first the original carrie yeah and a couple of years uh well 20 or 30 years later, they came out with a remake of it. Yes. But I prefer the original over the remake. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and like you said, the crazy mother, though, the mother was batshit crazy. Huge. When that, when that girl nailed her mom up against that wall, <laughs> like she was on the cross, I mean, but the mother, yeah, she was just a nut, just a brain, just a brain. And you know, the, also the music when they go into that mm-hmm. the, the 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 girl who plays a Nancy in Nightmare yeah. on M Street. Yeah, uh, she's a nicer, popular girl to carry. She was. She was. She was, uh, she was definitely nice. Yeah. But her dreams. You know the 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 song with her dreams that that dreamy music and and then the the hand up out of the grave and it was just really really good. Do you remember that part? Oh, the part with the grave scared yeah. the shit out of me as a yes, kid. Yes, exactly, exactly. That was a great movie. That's a movie where you can pop in and watch it, and it's it's never boring. And I don't care how many times you've seen it, you know what's going to happen. It's great. Right? And matter of fact, I used to joke around with my friends. I said, quit showing your dirty <laughs> pillows to everybody. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. Sissy that was something that... did a great job. She did. She and did a really good job look, with it. That plain, just that 70s straight long hair. They made her look creepy. She, they sure did. They yeah. sure did make her creepy. Yeah, they really did. So that's my number five, man. That was a really good movie. I really have to say, you did an excellent choice on your Stephen King on that one. Thank you. And let me just tell you something. I did see the remake of it, and I was expecting the graveyard scene yeah. of her reaching down. That doesn't even happen. All it shows is her screaming, and then there's like a crack in the uh, in the headstone. I'm like, really? Oh, so they took that part out then? They, they rearranged it? Huh? They just re- well, basically, they just replaced it with the headstone, with the corner of the headstone. You can see the skull kind of uh, crack the head st- headstone uh, with her screaming. Oh, I don't like that. I hate when they do- Me either. I hate when they do that. Me too. Yes. But... Okay, so mine's going to be a classic Okay, as well. And this is going to be another 80s movie. Okay. And this is an older movie. It was actually one of the first movies that came out of New Line and everything. Because New Line, back in the day, 
was it was not the top uh, studio okay. that it is now. Okay. And as a matter of fact, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is the movie that I'm doing, <laughs> talking about. Are you serious? What, Yes. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street was the first movie that New Line actually produced and came out with. Okay. And I love Wes Craven. He's the master of horror, aside from Stephen King and Wes. And you know what, though? I'm even going to say this. James Wan is probably going to be holding up that mantle with Wes Craven. Okay. He's going to be right there. Okay. In the future of directors. Okay. Um, But Nightmare on Elm Street was just one of those movies that made you be afraid to go to sleep at night because of Freddy Krueger coming into your dreams. It's one thing to actually have somebody where they're coming at you during the daytime and everything, because think of it, during the daytime, you can actually arrest that person or whatever. Yeah. At nighttime, it's your most vulnerable state of mind. Yes. To where you actually can feel like you can actually get some rest. Yep. Wrong with this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Heather uh, Landing Camp did an excellent job with this film. Robert England did a really good job oh, with this film. Absolutely. And of course, Johnny Depp. Oh, yes. Johnny Depp. Yes. And it, I'm going to tell you this he still has that baby face Johnny Depp from the 1980s. It's like he never even aged, even with the beard. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. Like... he still looks like he looked on what uh, was it, 21 Jump Street? Yep. Okay. Twenty one Jump Street. Yeah, he's still he's ageless ageless. And you know, I love the creepiness and the airiness of this where you actually hear Freddy Krueger's uh glove just screech against the uh pipes and everything else mm-hmm. and the boiler room. Yes. And then all of a sudden he just pops up behind you. <laughs> and and it is the most creepiest thing that you could actually uh, see and all of a sudden Nancy just wakes up and there's and everything and acts like everything's okay yep I love and it on M Street that's a good one it, it, it is and not only that but Wes came out with the idea because someone was actually dying in their sleep really yeah somebody actually was taking was trying to stay awake there was co- a coffee maker in their room sleep awake pills and a bunch of other things to try and keep them awake because they were actually afraid that they were going to die in their dream. Hmm. Didn't know that. And everything. So Wes used that as a way to actually t- foretell the story. Nice. Nice. Didn't so, ever knew that. Yep. So that's my number five. Okay. Okay. Um, my number four is Hellraiser. Oh, nice choice. Loved Hellraiser. First time I saw, and I don't know if it's the first one or second one, but the one that I like is the one where the guy is rebuilding his body. He's up in a basement or up in the attic. The the uncle, I think it's the uncle. And he had opened up the box. And so I think it was part two where you're trying to, he's trying to get his body back. So he's, he's nothing. He was nothing. And the, the stepmom who was in love with him started bringing men home because he needed to feed in order to get his body back. Oh, okay. yeah, you know, I remember that. You remember like, that? Yeah, I remember that. And also, too, the puzzle box. The too. puzzle, oh, man, the freaking puzzle box. And when it, you open it up and you're introduced to Pinhead and the ch- Chattery guy, and I don't know the rest of their names, but 
the net, what is it? Something bites. I forget their, the, what they call what he called them, but it was, it was just a really scary, gory, really good movie. The box itself was, that was an interesting take on scary films. And then the ones afterwards, I mean, I don't think I like six. I, th- I think there was a six, but I think one, two, and three were my favorite ones. The first three is always the best. Absolutely. To me. Absolutely. The other ones, they just kind of think they lost it. And then I think the new Hellraiser that they came out with the remake, that was great. It was. I have to say, the uh, the remake and everything of that was really good. I, I You know what, though? I wish they would have actually put that on the theaters, though. I wish they would have actually released that in theaters. Yes. Because I know everybody's been craving for one. And yeah. it just seems like they didn't want to take the chance to release it. But yet they go on hand and release everything else. That's a remake. Yeah, I think it would have stood up in the theaters. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, I'll be honest. When I first watched it, I didn't get through. I, when I saw the first beginning of the new one, I was like, I'm not going to like this. Then I heard people talk about it, went back and watched it. It was really good. I liked the, the, the new creatures that, that they came with. Um, Pinhead, the guy that played Pinhead did a great job, but the original Hellraisers scared the hell out of me. I love those films. Same here as well. The original first three Hellraiser movies are always going to be a classic. Yeah. And also, too, I want to also mention this. When you, I remember one Hellraiser where it was like in space and they were experimenting with the yes. big, the puzzle box. Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, once you start putting your monsters into outer space that don't need to be in outer space, that's Thank when you, you know the movie's going to be doomed to fail. And and that's where they went wrong at. They, I mean, it's like, just stop. You don't have to come out. Just wait. Give it some time. But why would you do that? Why would you ruin exactly. it? It made no sense. Right. Just like Leprechaun in space and everything else. It just God. didn't make sense. Yeah. Didn't they have Jason in space? <laughs> yeah. They had Jason X had, in space. Yes. Jason. That's right. Yeah. That, that's when, you know, they have nothing else to do. Right. They have like, no okay, we developed these. <laughs> right. Because you can't develop these characters any more than you would you have. So instead of hanging them up, they try and put them in new elements and new yeah. places that they don't belong in. No, they don't. So that's where they went wrong. But the originals, if people see the originals, they would absolutely love the original Hellraiser. And I'm happy that they brought it back. Me too. That one did. I'm hoping that they actually come out with more. What's that? I said that now that movie definitely deserved a reboot. I agree. That does, with a bigger budget, you can actually do a lot with. Absolutely. So yes. Okay. What did you have? So okay. So my number four is another '80s film. It's also <laughs> another Wes Craven film. Okay. <laughs> and it's Shocker. Shocker. Gosh, that's an old one. I remember. My sister loved that movie. That's one of my favorites. It still is today. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I was seven or eight years old mm-hmm. when this movie was about to be released. As a matter of fact, I still remember the billboard up in Boston. Okay. During the summertime for Shocker. I still remember that. Gosh. And I was like, Mom, I want to see that movie. <laughs> That's a throwback, dude. I remember that right. one. It, it's such a great movie. It's the originality behind it of this uh, serial killer making a deal with the devil and then this other guy who's not even a psychic has psychic abilities who's also a jock mm-hmm. as well 
it was really good. It was perfectly well drawn out. And in case anybody doesn't know, basically Horace Pinker winds up making a deal with the devil to where he can actually, even after he dies mm-hmm. through elect- uh, through the electric chair, he can still come in through your TV, through any type of electronics yep. and kill you and make it look like an accident, even take over your body. Yep. Dude, they so. should still reboot that one. You know what? I remember at one time they were talking about it, but they never actually fully undid it. And I'm thinking it might be because of Wes Craven's estate. Okay. okay. And everything too. Yeah. Because they have to get the approval from them. That would be a great one to bring back, especially with the graphics they have today. That would be really good. Oh, they could I would do so not- much with that. They could. They definitely could. And if everybody's also wondering, too, how can something like that actually flow through you? We're all made of some type of uh, electrical charges and stuff like that that's in our bodies and stuff like that, too, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And certain, you know, there's certain type of um, elements within our bodies that something can actually happen like, well, not happen like that. It's fictional. But, you know. Yep. Yep. That's a good one, John. That was a real throwback. Thanks. I, I... Totally forgot about that film. And then who can also, you know what though? I remember Alice Cooper, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. My sister is total metalhead. So she, oh, sweet. she watched that movie so many times because of that song as well. She loved the soundtrack. You know what? I remember as a kid singing that song though, as a kid. No More Mr. Nice no, Guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And on top of that, um, I do want to say this. Now, Scream is about to hit production this month. Yes. Uh, for Scream 5. Yes. So what do you I'm think? excited for that. Okay, so you I'm like excited. the Scream series too, yes. I'll accept the fourth one. I didn't care for the fourth one or anything like that. But I'm excited for this one because, number one, you have uh, Cindy coming back into it, which, I call, which is Nick Campbell. You have all okay. the original stars coming back. Oh, cool. David Arquette's coming back. You have Gail coming back. Uh, Courtney, that's Courtney Cox, of course. But you you have all the big heavy hitters coming back. Not only that, but what's the guy's name that played in the first uh, Scream movie? The one that said, oh, my um, my mom's going to kill me. Oh, my God. Didn't he play an American Pie, too? You talking about No. uh, No? Okay. But he did play in She's All That. She, he okay. also played Matthew Lillard okay. is his name. Okay. And he was teasing about the fact that, you know, you never saw a body from, from me or anything like that. You never saw a body. There could be a chance that I could be alive still. But there's no proof that he's actually in it. But okay. he's teasing it. All right. All right. Scream. Scream 5? Scream 5. Scream um, I think that's what they're calling it. That's what it's called. Okay. I'm not sure. I know it's like maybe a soft reboot. I'm not sure. Well, there we go. I, that's a good one to reboot as well. That, those They never get old. No. They never get old. So, so, okay. Shoot, scream. All right. Let's see. Number, oh, my number three. Remember the movie, uh, I think it was a John Carpenter's Christine? Oh, yeah. That's remember? also based off of a Stephen King novel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love, I've seen that movie so many times. You got a nerdy high school kid um, who ends up getting this 
he, he wants a new car. He gets a new car. He saves up to get it. And it's this beautiful, I don't know what type of car it is, John. I'm not a car person. Um, I know. Uh, you know Plymouth, I think. I think it's a Plymouth. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Beautiful red Plymouth. But the car, I think, didn't someone die in a car, whatever? The car is alive. Yeah, the car was actually, the car, as a matter of fact, the manufacturer, the guy who made the car died. Okay. Yeah, it. Okay. And then, of course, uh, when Ernie finds finds the car, it's all rusted up and everything. Yes. yes. And that creepy old man try, uh, sells it to him. Yep. And he fixes up the car. Beautiful car. He fixes up. Beautiful cherry red. And it's like he gets energy from this car because the character starts to change. He starts to become this really cool guy. But the car feeds off of him. Well, no, the car is jealous. The car mm-hmm. is jealous of his girlfriend. And the car starts killing people. If you, if, if you take the car that when you're not supposed to be in the car, it suffocates you. It kills you. And it plays that one song that comes on the radio. And I can't think of the song that it plays when it's killing people. Oh. Remember that I think song it's Bobby that it plays? Da- I know the artist. I know exactly who it is. It's Bobby Darren. Okay. But get this though, Bobby Darren. Little fun fact here: he he died it, and after that song was released, he actually died from playing Russian roulette. In real life? Yep. Really, I didn't know that. Yep. Wow, you come with that was the facts. only. Yep, I think that was like the only hit single he had, and uh, he was playing Russian roulette, and he got the bullet, and he died. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Yep. Well, that's the song that's that he planned that song when people are dying in that car. And that was just that was just a really good movie. That was really good. And then the kid has to he has to destroy the car when he finds out how dangerous the car is. And he doesn't want it anymore because he realizes that Christine is the car, which is the car's name is uh, it needs to be put out of commission. Right. And, and I think see. he America, sells it or something. Well, he fixes it up and everything. And then it got to the point where they actually had to crush it. They yes. actually had to crush the car. Yes. But remember, the even music at the still end. <laughs> yeah. At the hop. Yeah. It, yeah. The music still played. That was a really good movie. I mean, come on. A movie about a, a car and a kid. It was good. Killer car. It was. Yeah. And. Just a little fun fact, too. That was actually a Plymouth Fury. Okay. So. Okay. Beautiful car. It was a gorgeous car. It was a beautiful car. It was really and beautiful. I remember, right, I actually read the novel, and the novel is actually similar to uh, the movie. Uh, they... So they kept it pretty much the same. It's, it's as close to the book as possible? Yep. They pretty much kept it close to uh, close to close to the same but the That's movie and everything cool which because, I re- you know normally they don't do that obviously normally the book is way better than a movie so it's nice to hear that it actually you know mirrored the book right so let's okay, see your so, number three my number three is also a Stephen King movie okay <laughs> and that is Dr. Sleep never seen it Okay, that's not doesn't surprise me or anything like that because most people haven't seen it or anything like that. But this movie came out on Veterans Day. I remember going to see the movie last year, and it came out at a bad time. This, this is the sequel to The Shining. 
Oh, okay. Which is Stanley Kubrick's uh, Shining that's actually the sequel to. Okay. And it actually follows close to the book. That's something else I have to uh, keep in mind, though, that I really appreciated. Okay. But also, too, Stan- they didn't make it look like a Stanley Kubrick movie. Yes, they actually did have uh, where they actually mentioned certain things from the first Shining movie. But other than that, it's its own entity. It's its own being. And uh, McGregor is actually in it, uh, who played Obi-Wan. Okay. All right. McGregor. Uh, he, he actually plays Danny, the little boy of Jack Nicholson. He's now an adult. And he's now having to teach the shine to somebody else because she actually has the shine. All right. And it's a slow build. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a slow build movie. It takes a while to get into it. But once you meet Rose the Hat, who actually feeds off of the shine with her and her people, mm-hmm. you realize that people who have the shine are actually in danger because they feed off of it. Right. To make them uh, live longer, make them look younger, and stuff like that. Oh, cool. That makes them immortal. Oh, that's cool. So the only way for you to actually steal that shine, they have to kill that person to steal the shine. And it's called Dr. Sleep? Yep, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. Let me write that down. It's good. And on top of that, there's this little black girl named Abra Uh who actually has the shine. And what she does is she gets into uh, the girl Rose the Hat's head. And everything too, mm-hmm. and it's just horrifying what she does to her to try and keep her away from her. But it's really good. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will definitely check that out. Doctor Sleep. Yep. All right. I think that's on Hulu too. Yep, it's on Hulu, yeah, and I think it's, it's the Hulu. director's cut. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. gonna have to definitely watch that one. I want to see that one. Okay. So what you got for your number two? All right. Number two, you're going to laugh because you have this on your list already, but my number two is actually Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, you know, that was my number two. Okay. So you can pretty much mark that one off then. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, so let me, oh gosh. Um, oh, let me have, I have like a, 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 a standby list that I had of honorable mentions. So what about um, the Candyman? Oh, okay. Yeah? You're talking, yeah. The Candyman is definitely one of my favorites. Yes, yes. That was really good. Um, let's see, New Orleans. Um, uh, explain it, John. Explain it. You, okay, you so are you, okay, so are you going with Candyman Farewell to the Flesh, which is the second one, or are you going with the uh, regular Candyman movie? The, reg- the, the first one. I like the, the first one. Like okay, both the first the one. First one. Okay, the first one actually takes place in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, the second one takes place in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Okay. Um, but basically, if you say his name five times in the mirror, Candyman pops up behind you yes. and he kills you. And this movie, I, I'm, I, I don't mean to steal your thunder. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I want, no. I, go ahead, please. Okay, so... As a matter of fact, you have these two 
females that's actually investigating Candyman, different myths and different legends mm-hmm. for their class, for their a thesis project that they're doing in college. And so anyways, they go into different neighborhoods and stuff like that. One of them says, oh, yes, that's the Candyman and everything. It turns out just about just this guy with a hook and everything. And that's it, trying to scare people. He's like this gangster. But really, she still does not believe that there's a Candyman. So what does she do? She tell, she says his name five times in a mirror. Now he's after her and framing her for things that he, she didn't even do. Yes. Yes. There you go. And I remember the scene where he actually chops off the dog's head. Mm. And everything. And she gets framed for it. No, I don't remember that scene. It is so gruesome. And unreal because she has she has no clue why she's in this woman's house in this woman's apartment or anything like that. She just wakes up and then all of a sudden the cops are wanting to arrest her. This is another movie that deserves a reboot as well. But with the original, fact, with, with the guy that plays Candyman, though, if they could bring him back, that's another one that definitely deserves. Okay, a reboot. I have some good news for you. Okay, they are bringing they are bringing Tony Todd back. So there is a reboot. There is a reboot. As a matter of fact, it was supposed to come out this year. No way. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, and yep. he's going to come back as Candyman. Well, hold on. Okay. <laughs> a, okay. As a matter of fact, Jordan Peele is actually uh, producing this film. Okay. Nice. So that's another plus. Nice. But, okay, so I'm putting a hyphen where Tony Todd's name is going to be at. All right. Because here's the thing. They're putting him in there just for a minute, and then somebody else is taking the reins as Candyman. Hmm. I- I'm still impe- about it. Me too, because he's actually taking the guy's hand and cutting it off. Doing okay. everything doing everything that happened to him, and he's passing the torch on to this new guy. And he's actually torturing this new guy by following him around to where he's actually Candyman. Nice! I like that. So I'm it's excited. definitely a new twist. And another thing too is if you actually this is what I want you to do when you get off of here, mm-hmm. go to the Candyman 2020 teaser for the puppet show. That's because they actually show a puppet show. The puppet show is just fantastic. It's this shadow puppet type of thing that they're telling the story through the lens of Candyman. Mm-hmm. It deals with racism, it deals with police brutality, it deals with all that stuff that awesome. Candyman was actually dealing with during that time period. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Through the eyes of a puppet. You're welcome. I think you would actually appreciate that. Absolutely. I'll uh, definitely because that. I know I did as a fan. Yes. But awesome. it is a um it was supposed to come out this year, but they pushed back the release date to next year. All right. All right. Well, uh, okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. So cool. They are going to read Candyman. Yep. And they have, even have a teaser trailer for it already, too, that they okay. had in place when they were going to release it. Yep. Definitely going to check that out. But I will give you a little bit of a story about what happened to me whenever I said his name five times. Tell me. Okay. Third grade. The the boys' bathroom was down in the basement, Mm. which is also connected over to the gym. Mm. So I'm like, you know Mm. what? I think I'm going to say his name just to see what's going to happen. So I said his name five times. All of a sudden, I hear a noise in the bathroom. I took, I, I ran the hell out of that bathroom. Seriously? Seriously. I heard a noise. As soon as I got to his, the fifth time, and after that, I heard a noise, I ran. Have you ever said it again? 
No. <laughs> that's scary. No, that's really trippy. That's really scary. That's just like what the the what's the other one that Mary you say her name in a mirror. Uh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah, just like that one. Yep. Won't do that either. Dude, that's a trip. <laughs> it is. It really I'm is. Scared. Oh, I was. I thought I had to use the bathroom again. <laughs> <laughs> and out of all places, downstairs in a basement. Yeah, downstairs uh, mm-hmm. in the basement and everything at the lower elementary of the school. Wow, John. Wow. That school mm, is okay. still there, too. <laughs> okay. Don't say that. Okay. Okay. So you're number one. Well, I have my number two. I, oh, so I'm, I'm going to do sorry, two and one. one. My bad. It's okay. I'm gonna do two in. Uh, so do do you, do you already do your number one or no? No, I didn't. Okay, so I'll just do my number two then. Okay. Uh, so this movie I just got done reviewing not too long ago, and that is Ready or Not. Ready or Not. I've heard of that movie. I've it's actually on H. Mm, it's actually on HBO Max right now. Yeah. And basically, it's about this girl who wants to be accepted into this family. And everything. She, they just got married. This husband and wife just get just got married at his parents' house. She's excited because she's being welcomed in. And then she, they actually have to play a game to make her uh, to actually get fully into the family. And mm-hmm. so, supposed to be her family actually owns a company that's actually part of a toy store. Well, not toy store, but part of different games, board games, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Tabletop games. Well, you know. The game that she chooses is hide and seek. Hmm. And that was the one game that her husband was hoping that she wouldn't actually pick out of the whole thing because you actually have to draw a card. And based on that card, that's what you have to play. Mm-hmm. And she has no clue at what she's going to be playing. So she picks up hide and seek. And of course, this family is rich, right? Yeah. So in this big, huge mansion. And you have to play hide and seek. But here's the catch. They're haunting her. They're hunting her. Yes. And so she goes from this little frail person to being a total badass by the end of it. Dude, I saw that movie. You did? Yeah, that was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting the ending, though. Because remember in the thing with the family said well if we don't kill you by this time or whatever we're all gonna die yes yep and don't they all explode yeah that was like the most <laughs> glorious scene <laughs> at first i'm like okay they're, they're full of horse shit this, this is just a cult family that just yep. wants to kill somebody you know yeah but you know it turned out to be true absolutely turned out to be true and that was hilarious when it happened because you're like what the hell it was real that was a really good movie that was i that was really good i i happened to watch it just on a "Hmm, nothing else is on let me check it out i heard about it same here as well i went out on a on a whim (laughs) there you go yep and i i was shocked by it i was shocked and and the fact that the girl almost escaped and then got brought back right Th- yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was a really good movie, and she did. She went from a, a just a regular young woman to like this this badass Rambo. Like, I mean, she, yeah, that was really good. That was really good. It Ready was because it was either be uh, killed or be killed. Yes, 
kind yep. of thing. Yep. And so, she made it. So, yeah, that was a good one. Ready or not. Thanks. All uh, right. So what's your, okay, so what's your number one? My number one is the Babadook. Okay. I can see why it would be your favorite. And I actually have to say, I enjoy that movie, too, as a low-budget film. Yes. Yep. It was one of those on a whim. It looked interesting. The name itself, Babadook. Gotta check it out. And it's a child's worst nightmare. It, uh, right? Because yeah, it, for kid, can't see it. Right. That's the, the worst. And remember, she they, the mom gives him the pop-up book. And yep. the pop-up book has the, what, the page, the, the Babadook pops up with the top hat and the long fingernails and the, the trench coat. That was a scary movie to me because it put, I used to be afraid of the dark and monsters under the bed. So putting yourself in that mind of that kid who was freaked out constantly. And his mom was like going through this depression because she lost her husband through a tragic accident. And I remember she had his room locked up or whatnot. And, the kids start seeing or imagining seeing this Babadook. And it was absolutely frightening because it ended up being real. That was horrifying. I still remember seeing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I really liked that movie. That was a really good movie. And just the, the, the character, the guy, because I don't, don't you remember old black and whites? And oh, I remember. That? Do you remember seeing yeah. that character? So, yeah, I, I remember seeing that just in black and white of that that Babadook character, the top hat, the coat, the long fingernails, the white out face, you know, the 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 you know, the white was it like makeup on his face was super yep. white like powder and yeah. Anyways, that was my number one. That was a great okay. independent film. Okay. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how Rob Zombie got some of his uh inspiration though. Very true. Because, yeah, that's I never thought about that. But yeah, he does kind of resemble and in, in the top hat and all that the Babadook. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. happy you brought that up. Never thought Thanks. about it. Um, so my number one is another small independent film that came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. And that movie is You're Next. Okay. Did you ever see this one? You're Next. I don't think so. I'm going to tell you this. This was like the first time I ever saw a real strong female-led movie that's a horror movie that doesn't make the woman look like she's weak, okay. which is something awesome. I appreciate. Absolutely. And basically, it's just this woman that's with her family, with her boyfriend and everything, and spending time with them, and all of a sudden, these people break in to her house and wanted to kill her. So... <laughs> She winds up turning into a total badass on that one, though, too. She lays down traps for them and stuff like that. And it's like Macaulay Culkin at home from Home Alone. It's, really? It's really, yeah. This woman goes bananas. It's it's so damn good. Is it on, like, a, 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 a Netflix or something like that where I can find it? To be honest with you, I don't know where it's streaming at right now. Mm-hmm. Because... But I'm hoping that it's actually streaming somewhere where you can actually watch this movie. Yeah. I've actually, here's the thing. I tell people about this movie. They're like, I never saw that movie. I never heard of it. It was actually plastered all over the place back in 2010. Huh. And no, but okay. This movie came out in 2011. 
I'm sorry about that. I actually got the year wrong. But yeah. um, matter of fact, it's actually you can actually rent this on YouTube for four bucks. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this woman is actually a strong-led woman who doesn't take shit from anybody. Uh, she she ends up taking a bear trap and setting it down somewhere to where the burglars get uh, winds up uh, stepping on it. These burglars also have like pig mask on. Hmm. So it's really good for an underrated film and also for a bu- uh, for a low budget. All this right. Movie was really good. Um, was only one. It only cost one million dollars to make. That's it. Yep, one million. Because at that time, think of it like this: studios didn't take a lot of chances with horror movies or anything like that. They used to just give them like six million. Okay, go play now. Make your movie. Mm-hmm. But now they realize that if you tell a story in the right way in its full context. And you actually give your characters layers and something to do. People yeah. are going to gravitate towards that. True. So, so yeah. Nice. Okay, you've given me a few movies I have written down here to check out that I'll definitely have to check out during our our Sunday movie viewing that we do. Um, but let me give you a synopsis on that real quick. Okay. But it's it's an upper class family who are extremely wealthy, but also estranged in the attempt to mend their broken family ties. So this is a broken family. Okay. So imagine a broken family that's actually going to be being haunted by this burglar, the, this burglar uh, burglary that's actually going to be taking place. Mm-hmm. So uh, Davison decides to co- uh, celebrate their wedding anniversary to invite their four children and their children's significant other to their weekend estate. The celebration gets off to a rocky start, but then a crossbow-wielding assassin, assassin, an animal mask, suddenly attack the Davison's family, and they must uh, pull together or die. Yeah, that's a watcher. So, like I said, too, this is also one of those movies, too, where it's actually in one room, one setting. Okay. So... You know, it's just in this house. This whole entire thing just happens in the house. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. You're next, right? Yep. You're next. Okay. All right. I got it. Awesome. This has been great. This has been a lot of fun. (laughs) I had a great time. I love coming on here. This was really fun, especially, you know, when it's so close to Halloween's coming up. This was a great top 10. I appreciate you guys having me on again. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. And a matter of fact, I do have other people that's on my podcast now. Sometimes I have Frenchie on and things like that. So if you ever want to come on, let me know and we'll try and work something out. Definitely. I will definitely let you know. I definitely want to come back again. All right. And I forgot to ask you this. How's everything going as far as your acting career going is going and stuff like that? It's going. I mean, with the shutdown, you know, um, things were kind of slow, but I finished up uh, filming um, a short film a few months ago. I think I was about to film that when we last talked, uh, uh, Transplanted, that was written and directed by Betsy Bynum. And it was for a place called Sacramento Film Fest. And unfortunately, we weren't able to view it this year. So we're going to have to wait till the summer of 2021. Um, we should be able to see that. 
And um, what else have I done? And other than that, uh, auditionings are opening up. So I'm just getting back into auditioning and hoping that we can get back to work and get back on set. All right. That's great to hear. I'm glad to yes. hear that. Yes. And where can everybody follow you at? Well, they can follow me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. That's okay. M-C-C-R-E-E-123Hotmail.com. You can catch me on Twitter at RossyLynnBark1. That's R-O-S-S-I-E-L-Y-N-N-B-A-R-Q-1. And on Facebook, you can hit me up at Rossi Lynn on Facebook. Okay. And everybody, you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at John Gregorio 8 or Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unit. Then, of course, we also have a place that you can actually donate towards the show. This is just to get better sound equipment, send out digital copies of movies and stuff like that as giveaways. I want to get back to my fans that are actually listening to the show. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. And you can donate to the show, five, maybe $10, whatever you guys can afford. If you guys can't, I totally understand that, especially with this pandemic going around. So, you know, you guys don't have to do that if you don't want to. Another thing, too, is we actually have a website now called MovieLoversUnite.com. We also have a Pinterest from Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. And, of course, you guys can find me on any type of platform that you actually get your podcast. Now we're actually on Amazon, which is I'm actually thrilled about. And... We're actually going to be, a matter of fact, tomorrow night, I'm actually going to have the Merc with a Movie blog on tomorrow night. And we're going to be talking about Secret Window, the oh, Johnny good. Depp film. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow night. Um, and then Thursday, I'm doing a tribute to Jim Henson. So we're taking a little bit of a small break as far as uh, horror movies go to talk about Jim Henson, do a tribute to that an independent actress and I are going to be talking about that because I promised her whenever she came on next time, we'll cover that part. And then Friday I have my friend Jay with me. We're going to be doing a horror movie review. I don't, not sure yet. I think we might actually cover something, but go ahead. Stay tuned for that. So of course, everybody stay safe and always until next time. Bye-bye. Say bye to everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for having me on. And thank you again, John. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And don't be a stranger. <laughs> I right. definitely won't. You will see me right. again or, or you'll see me or you'll hear me again. Exactly. Yes. Right. Right. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.